mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's Where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies Talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling To messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling From Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu Text, sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah Needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it It's up, up, up. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I am Naomi. We are a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, in in quarantine, quarantine, we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners. Hi, Squee. Well, well, well. Of course, we start recording, and immediately Squee comes over because he sees the mics, and he's like, if I annoy them enough, they will give me dry food. But it's too late. It's too late. We started. You gotta wait till after we record, honey. If you want to bother, she gotta do it before we hit record. Yeah, dummy. Can you tell? Can you yeah. tell when we hit yeah. the record button? Stupid. Andy, <laughs> don't even joke about it. Being so mean, even though I did call Squee a bitch. <laughs> so I don't know if How I, don't dare know if I you. should say something. How things. dare you? I've never <laughs> called Squee a bitch in my life. He was being a bitch. Okay, this thing this cat likes to do, y'all. So I tend to go to bed early before Andy. And the cat, what he likes to do is knock stuff off my bedside table. And then when I get up, you know, rise, you know, and this is always like just as I'm about to go to sleep, y'all, where I'll be like nice and cozy. And I'm like, <laughs> mm, take me away. And then he'll just like knock a remote control of my glasses off the side table. And then when I try to get up to get him, to get him out of the room, he hides under the bed. And I said, you bitch, you are doing this. And I'm like, this is not cute. This is not a game, but I think he thinks it's a game. I get so worked up about it. He does think it's a game. He does. And I'm always like, sweet, this is not a game. This is real life. That's what I say. It's so much of a game, (laughs) I can't think. Michael Douglas. (laughs) Is that a movie? Yes. Called The the Game? game, The Game. But I couldn't think of who was, I I just remembered Michael Douglas was in it. I couldn't remember who the protagonist was. Yeah. Which is who, if I was going to make a joke. Of course. You're Michael Douglas in this. Oh, You're the okay. one being buried in the desert. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. And squeeze whoever the protagonist is. You know what? I ain't IMDB, folks. I'm sorry. I ain't IMDB. I'm making t-shirts with You're, my face. I ain't IMDB. <laughs> you are Andy B. I am Andy B. You are Andy B. That's you. And to you the are max. Annie C. 
<laughs> I'm not Annie C. You guys, my identity was just briefly stolen on Facebook. <laughs> Some bot or a person? I don't know. Just like took a bunch of pictures from my Instagram and made it their pictures, like their profile, their life. And they really got some of my best looks. And my favorite was like, literally their picture was like one of my old headshots. And the caption was just being me, (laughs) which I mean, if there's one thing that person wasn't being, it was themselves. Okay. They were being me and it was very upsetting. And it took a (laughs) lot of messages from a lot of people to get Facebook to finally take it down. No, it took someone inside Facebook. You couldn't even, you're like, and just imagine, Naomi, you are like a, a somewhat well-known stand-up, right? Just imagine like a person who doesn't have, who's not like on Comedy Central, who's not on <laughs> Apple TV trying to <laughs> try to get their, whose identity gets stolen on Facebook. Like they, well, like apparently Facebook because- ignored you until someone who worked there, who was a fan of yours, was like, oh, I'll do something about this. Well, it's also like, well, apparently too, they, um, Erin Gloria Ryan, host of Hysteria podcast, she said this also happened to her. And she was like, oh, and they fixed it within a couple hours. Not in my case. And I realized because I believe I'm sure it has to do with the fact that Erin is verified. Like she's got the blue check mark. And I'm just a regular oh person on Facebook. Also, I barely use Facebook. And I think like if I was verified, would they have handled it quicker? But we needed an inside man. We needed an inside man. What movie is that? Who's that? An inside man. It's uh, Mark Zuckerberg. It's Denzel Washington. I know. Denzel. Denzel. We needed Denzel to get me right. That but luckily, Danz, Danz, Danzel. Danzel. <laughs> that hunk Danzel. Who uh, is that man? <laughs> that character contains multitudes. I want to make t-shirts though. So her, uh, the person who stole Naomi's identity, their name was Annie. A-N-N-Y. Correct. C-E-E. Yep. <laughs> Annie C. Annie C. I want pictures of Naomi's face. And it says Annie C above, and then below it says just being me. Love it, love it. Let's call T Public. Uh, Naomi, like five though. <laughs> <laughs> Naomi, who's our guest today? Oh my god! Someone is it? Someone we've been a fan of for a long, long time. Absolutely. You've already hey, ho- call Tim and Eric. Absolutely. I won't call them though. However, today's guest, you've already heard the dulcet tones of Mary Lynn Rice Cub. Ooh. Ooh, baby, Mary Lynn. Actor, comedian, kind soul. You know her maybe from 24. You maybe know her from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mr. Show. Mr. Show. She's got a brand new special out that you can rent or buy called Mary Lynn Rice Cub Live from the Pandemic. And you can get that online, honey. I it's all t- happening. I got to tell you, I can I can barely clean the house in the pandemic. Mm. And Mary Lynn's up in here making an entire special. Can you imagine? And it is special indeed. You know what I mean? Sometimes people be making specials and it's like, you should call this a normal. <laughs> but this special is popping off and that is amazing. Yeah. I'm like so impressed. Yeah, we talk about it, But like, I've been a fan of Mary Lynn's for decades now. I know. I mean, since, since Mr. Show in the yeah, late yeah, 90s. Yeah, so, yeah, Since the Mr. Show days. So, so And she was, was very so exciting. lovely. And she was so lovely. We started off a little tardy. Yeah. We started a little late. And it yeah. was like, ah, we were like very discombobulated. Yeah, Squee puked. I think Squee puked like below where all the equipment is. And what is, I'm going to tell you this, Naomi. What? Well, you know this, but I'm going to tell you this, listeners. Yeah. There's certain times when you expect your cats to puke. Yes. Like when we w- wake up sometimes, They've been so hungry overnight that they eat all the hair. Ew. <laughs> they spit up. Specific about it. I was just going to say, overnight, they're doing God knows what. So why not wake up to puke? Because they're, they're living a whole life while we're asleep. They're eating hair. But, but uh, at 11 o'clock in the, in, the, <laughs> in the morning? I know. I know. 11 o'clock in the morning? 
Where did this come from? <laughs> what? what did you get into? <laughs> that voice for some reason really got me. Hey, before we get into the show though, Naomi. Oh yes. Two major plugs. Well, two major. We got, two major. We got big shows coming up. Ain't that the tooth? Not in person, folks. These are online because uh, we're not scum. We're not the scum of the earth. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, no matter where you are, you can see these shows. That's the beauty of an online show, honey. Andy, tell them about that first one. First one, fundraiser, March 6th. March 6th. We were asked to host this. This is huge. Now, you know, uh, us and some of our friends, we've been doing all these fundraisers for the past year. Yeah. Quarantine. This is, you know, a lot for DSA. This one mm-hmm. is for another socialist group called Socialist Alternative. We love it. And uh, so I'll, I'll just give the, the brief. There's uh, a city council member in Seattle. She's a socialist. And a bunch of right-wing shitheads uh-huh. are trying to recall her. Yes. And so we're trying to raise funds for her defense. Yeah. Right. You got to fight that recall, you gotta baby. Fight, you got to fight right-wing shitheads wherever you can. Wherever you can. Wherever and the can. recall, it's like, see, it's one of these things that just come down to money. And it's like, oh, you want some money? We about to fight you. And that is what this fundraiser is about. Yeah. And who's on it? Oh, besides us hosting it, Joel Kim Booster, John Early. We love it. Um, uh, Aparna Nancherla. Aparna Nancherla. We Rhea live. Butcher. Who you just heard last week and loved every second of. We are, the lineup is a cavalcade of stars. Yeah. All and right. If you go to uh, bit.ly slash, I'm going to pronounce, uh, mispronounce your name so that you can read this. Kashama dash donate. K-S-H-A-M-A dash donate. Yes. You can, uh. Donate, and you can watch the show then. So, uh, you know, I think you can donate whatever you want, like five bucks or something. Yeah. You, that cavalcade of stars? Thank you. Honestly, it's a gift to you. Quite <laughs> frankly, it's a gift to you as we raise funds. So you got to check it out. Also, 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 just a week later, just a very week later, Saturday, March 13th, 6 p.m. Pacific time, we will be coming to you with our good friends at Dynasty Typewriter for the Couples Therapy Quarantine Party. Colon, one year in isolation. Yes, Saturday, March 13th does mark a year to the day (laughs) that we first um, went into quarantine. And the fact is we're survivors, people. We've made it through this, and we have got to honor ourselves. And that's what this show is going to do. We are going to have honor. Your honor. We'd like to honor. Yes, Brian Cranston, your honor. We would like to honor (laughs) this one year. We will be answering questions. We're going to have we guests. We will be having guests. We will be answering your advice questions. Yes, we will be doing it all. 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST, March 13th. If you go to DynastyTypewriter.com, you can get tickets there. Well, well, well. Don't we have two Saturdays planned for you? You're welcome. You're, we all need things yeah. to do in the pandemic. Especially on the weekends. You. The weekends never, the feeling They're of dark. the weekend has They're not, dark. They're dark. has not changed. You still, ex- my brain still expects me to go out at least one night. You expect something to happen. Yeah. Anything of any kind. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that's about it. I think it's time. Why don't we get into this gosh darn episode, Naomi? <laughs> okay, then I'll say it. Roll it. Marilyn, thank you for being here. Thank you for bearing with thank our animal me. emergency. We are back. We are present. We appreciate you. I psychically felt you. I had. I also had the animal emergency. The cat. I. I was like, how did he get out? Like, I only went out to take the trash, and I. Oh no! Oh, I had. Cat- I had typed up the next door neighbor. I was about to pull the trigger. The only reason why it didn't go wide is because it asked me, "Do you want to use the map or not?" Like, I thought I had sent it because I yeah. was getting dressed to go outside. Yeah. 
But it was at that level where I had already done several rounds and then I was like, okay, I got it. But yeah, I had the dog and the cat got a divorce. That's what that's what that's what I was getting into. We went from spit up to divorce. Yeah. A natural so, line, a natural for the, line. For the listener, we we were late because uh, we found surprise vomit. <laughs> and also, was, like, it was it on your equipment? No, 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 no. It was on, on, the, okay. on the floor, on the floor. On the floor. But still, but it's, it, it's 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 more like the it's the 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 unexpectedness of the viscous, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, an unexpected viscousness. That is hi, hello, Mabel. Yes, and, and right. So, and then also, but it's like you know, I think you two more like you know, you are a very scheduled person, Andy, like regimented. So he was like, okay, work knowing that like eleven is our start. These are the things I'm going oh. to do before that happens, right? And then you don't plan the time to the I clean don't. up vomit. Well, how, hold on, <laughs> I don't plan. I plan my life within the minute, which is not yeah. a, <laughs> which is my. Do own. you make lists? <laughs> Yes. Oh God. Do I make in the lists? morning or at night? Both. Always. I, constantly for the day, list. For the and week? not only was that for the day, for the week, for the month. Oh, well, there's long-term projects. There are there's <laughs> stuff that has to get done today. And also, then I also at night. It's less lists at night. It's more that I send myself emails with the subject of something I have to do, and yeah. so that when I check my email in the morning, I know I have to do those things. Yeah. So the, the extreme, the, uh, I have a, a military mentality when it comes to existence, existence. Yeah. A military. Mentality. I've always heard of soldiers in their lists, you know, <laughs> they're always like stopping, taking out the pen. <laughs> oh yeah. I, all those Vietnam movies, like full metal jacket. Yeah. They're just they're like, mm, got it. Done. <laughs> Viet Cong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fell in the hole full of punji sticks. Gotcha. <laughs> So, but then we started talking, you have animals, and then you started saying you got divorced two years ago. And then the dog came? The dog happened. The cat, I think we talked about the cat the first time you and I met, but that cat was, uh, it was my ex's cat. Like that was his whole thing. I mean, I have a 10 minute comedy bit about him planning for the cat, paying for the cat, the buildup, pre-naming the cat. And then I had just, you know how life's chapters come to an end. I had just lost, I had two dogs before I had my husband and my kid. Mm -hmm. And both of those dogs were at the end of their lives. And then, you know, my son was like, let's, let's look on the rescue (laughs) webs, you know, that whole thing. Like, let's just look, let's just look, let's just look. And so then my ex was kind of waffling about the cat because Mm -hmm. he was leaving the the house and you know this was it was the cat's house (laughs) and uh and then and then i had gotten the dog and then he's like okay i don't think i'm gonna take the cat and then i was like i'm gonna train them to be best friends like it's totally fine i (laughs) yeah wait why do you mind if i ask why did your ex not take this yeah the the dramatic cat that he like played it was it was a whole thing. He says that, like, at first, because he got a condo, I have since moved. That's a whole other story. A lot happened during the pandemic. But <laughs> he got a condo, and he's like, there's some weird spots up there, and I don't know if it's a good place for him, and I don't know if I can have a cat, and I don't know if I can handle it. Hmm. Huh. Like, the uncertainty, because he wasn't sure what he was going to be doing or something. Hmm. And then later, like a few months later, he goes, 
Oh, of course I can handle it. I just knew that you loved the cat. <laughs> Thank you for the immediate laughter because I was like, that's not how that works. Like, it's right. your cat. Discuss right. <laughs> it. And if you want to take the cat, we figure it out, you know? Yeah. But yeah. that was like an interesting turn because it's like, well, what am I supposed to do with that? Oh, okay. Thank you. Like, right, I, right, right. I didn't ask for the cat. <laughs> oh, what a world. What a, what a life. A, so it was, he was, he was making a decision. He, he was making a decision on your behalf. Uh, thank oh. you was, for clarifying he, I that. I think he was pretending. Like, no, he legit was like, I don't know my situation. And then when you insinuate that, like, he maybe couldn't handle it, he's like, oh, no, 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 I can handle it. Oh. That's what I think. He was, I was, that's what I think. I never met the man. I, I, I said, just... you said you couldn't handle it. And he's like, of course I can handle it. Like, it's a cat. Like, it's my cat. Oh. Yeah. But I don't well, know I... if it, it also, like, subconsciously, and again, I'm just, like, extrapolating. Right. Obviously, I would know if anyone would know, but just for the sake of conversation, yeah. does it, and he, I, he might not even know he's doing this and now i'm kind of making stuff up D disclaimer i'm not saying he's doing but like is there a subconscious part of me is still with you like i can like mm. you know and not so much anymore but there was a little bit like you know if a, if, a, if you live with a man in the future like i'm taking it was it's like a <laughs> like part oh, of him is still yes. with me i don't yeah, know yeah, or yeah, like yeah. You know, or a reason to be like how's he doing Right, right. And maybe I'm thinking of that because I also just had a cat health thing. That I, uh, oh, sorry. I was going to say, I, I don't, I don't, it seems amicable. I don't mean to speak ill of your ex, but it seems. I, I opened it. I opened <laughs> it by giving that tidbit of like. I, no, no, but I, I was reading it. It's, it's interesting. I was reading it like he was being this kind of like bro -y protector. Like she needs the, I don't know. Yeah, that's voice. a good voice. She, yeah. She needs this cat. She's, she needs the, I, uh, I'm a rock, but she needs the cat. I but, think that's correct. Oh, okay, I think that okay. is true. I, okay. but I think it's sort of both and somewhat in between. And I think it's not really fully expressed and I'll never know. I just have right. to take him on. And that's like infuriating. Yeah, right. but then it, yeah. but then again, it just is because it's like, well, you said that, and then later now you're now the story that you remember, or you'd rather be is the like I I let her I gave her the cat yeah like, I let okay. her have it, her yeah. Have yeah. it. or but like it's also it's like you were saying it seems also like it's um someone who I, on a, after a date leaves like a piece of clothing behind <laughs> so to make they, sure yeah you can hook up again yeah. <laughs> I gotta I come left my get... sweatshirt. <laughs> um, I left my cat. I just want to come check on the cat. <laughs> I mean, but you also have a kid, so it's like a kid and a cat, well. you know. So either way, you there's a reason to hang out. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There's there's that there's that guy too. The, the child we made together. Uh, wait, how long had you been married? Going on ten years, just under ten years. Okay. And you're feeling okay now? You seem okay now. Yeah, it's good. It's it's good. It's better. It's just yeah. like um, a lot of uh, alone time during the yeah. pandemic. It's a lot yeah, of alone yeah. time. And I have yeah. no idea how how I will. I can't. I Like online dating is just like a, that's no, going to no, no. be a pass yeah, don't, for don't me. Think well, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, don't think of it now. But also, Andrew and I, we are very good at swiping for other people. Uh, <laughs> Andrew is also very good at introductory messages because he will say something <gasps> wild. So I can come to you guys and you'll swipe exactly. and leave my messages? Okay, exactly. I'm 
I got weird. I even cut. I didn't even let you finish your sentence. I got weirdly excited about that because I'm totally down for. Please, can you do all the legwork? Yeah, absolutely. And, and decide. And so, if, will you go so far as to decide if I can have a like an initial conversation? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And this is not a bit. This is not like a, we're going to do this for public consumption. If you come to us yeah. and you're like, please do this. Yeah. We've, we've done this for friends before. Like you can even give me your, if you want to be like, you just have to tell me your parameters. You know, what are you into? And then I will download this app. I will sign in as you. And I'm just going to keep it going because what I enjoy is online shopping. Yes. And what I also enjoy is judging people. And also and role this playing. is the this best is, part. This is like Dungeons and Dragons. This is our Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. This is our avatar. This I is see, our. I see. Uh -huh. yeah. So you have done this for. Yes. Yeah. Multiple we've, we've matches. Gotten some, we've gotten some matches. We've gotten some dates. Um, it was funny. One of them, this guy was like, "I'll meet up with you tonight," and we were, and that's when we immediately said, "Nope, nope, too fast, too eager." But we can really reel them in, and nothing. Well, that's not hard to have a guy on a dating app say, "I'll meet you tonight." <laughs> that's a, you're acting as if that was like the supreme act of like, "Can you believe what we did? We got a guy on a dating app to say he would meet a woman that night." I don't know, but like the messages you write, like you're, we're not sitting here flirting. Like you'll write like jokes and kind of like really sort of. Uh, yes, and you're acting as if that's like. I don't know. I feel like it's a Some guy just dumb I don't bro know. on a Man. dating app. Mary, I don't Wait, know. What are you saying? You're when you said you will sit here and make jokes that that that, that that's what you want to do, right? Right. Yes. But, but I'm, I'm saying I'm, that the difficulty of getting a guy. I know, but I guess I just didn't realize it was like that. Like, I, f I feel like if you write message a guy where you're like, what are you up to? And it's like very, you know, suggestive and open. Well, sure. He'll see you in an hour. But if you're like joking, like, hey, you have serial killer eyes. What are you about? And he's like, you want to hang out? I'm like, that's weird. Don't you think, Mary? You look like a more handsome John You jumped Wayne a couple easy. steps ahead. No, I I am right there with uh, the, the the female in me. When the, you're, you're just initial laughter. Like, like a guy going, you want to meet up in an hour? Like, that's not a good. Right. Yeah, I'm right there with you. That's not a good. And to not recognize that there's a banter going on is what yeah. you're saying. Exactly. Is that's it, is I mean. like we're, Yes, that's weird. That's not what you want. If you can't see what I'm doing. Meanwhile, I've done exactly the opposite. I met a guy at the laundromat and I went to have tea with him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was same night and he was a stranger. And he also said, and I also made the mistake of telling him I did comedy. And he's like, tell me a joke. Oh, oh, like, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. But it was exactly that thing. And I should have known from the get-go that there was, a, it w w there was not a banter there. Yeah. yeah and, yeah, yeah. you know, I think in the past I've, like, thrown myself into things. But now, now I, I have your help. I've already recruited you. Yeah. But I have to make myself, you have to have banter. Yes. Then maybe a voice call. Then maybe a Zoom call. Yes. Before you even like, Absolutely. why are we going to go meet in person? Like, why? We don't even know. You know, right. in that case, I don't even know how I talk to you beyond text. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's not good. Especially what? in a pandemic. Like, it's like they do have to go through the extra layer. You yeah. know what I mean? You have to be like, okay, if I'm going to sit outside with you six feet apart and like, you know, not knowing all your life and all your business, you got to razzle fucking dazzle. <laughs> That's what they need to do. And if they don't razzle dazzle, you sit in your damn house with your dog yeah. and your cat. Yeah. Wait, what was your dating life like before you were married? 
Well, thank you for asking. <laughs> Were you a woman about town? Were you like a chronic well, relationship I? person? I would say serial monogamous, okay. but I also, I, it's weird because I had no game, but I had like all the game at the same time. You know, like I always was going out with somebody. I was always in some passionate love affair, but <laughs> my time for dating was in the 90s. I had a backpack, you know, and just like a scowl and just like, what, you, what what's going on with you? You want to hang out? And then, I, then we would be boyfriend, girlfriend. Like that's how I would roll it out with the gentleman. Wow. Was it, what, were you dating people in the comedy scene? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was. <laughs> Why were you doing that? Did you want to be happy? <laughs> because I didn't have you to tell me to not do that. Okay? I didn't know. I would just follow my emotions, mm -hmm. my feelings. I was extricated from a social scene. I lost a job. I was on Mr. Show with Bob and David. I was dating David Cross, and I broke up with him to date because I fell in love with somebody else. And then I got fired from Mr. Show. Like, I did all the things <laughs> wrong. Wait, what? <laughs> I just saw your intake of breath. And She's you like, can't <gasps> take it. Yeah. And <laughs> you just froze. You're, you're like, uh-uh. Yeah. Wait, no, I'm, I'm sorry. That, but that's. Just I know so, it really startled him. I'm it not really startled. Him. Yeah, these are just things in my encyclopedia, but I, can't, I realize I can't just throw them out there because right. there's a lot, um, there's a lot in there. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. What can I? What yeah. Are, yeah. It's, just, uh, it's the because when I, I, I first knew you from Mr. Show, and so just the like, I don't know. That just seems nuts to to be like you're so funny from like that's. When right, right, became, to be like fired. Became kind of a fan of yours, and it's just to like be fired, right? Yeah, for for like a relation, like it's just weird. It's right? it's. I'm it sorry, is I'm just weird. stymied a little bit. <laughs> it is. It. I am too. I feel like it's like an uncovered. I, I have a friend of mine who's um, in her late twenties. She's in New York, but she was like. And I say that because I do think it was a different time. It was before, not that there's an excuse for it, but it was like, like me too. And like these next couple generations of Rick, things are really changing. And for as much as I absolutely love those guys, always will, it was a, you know, a formative time for me. I, I couldn't have been happier to just like be around them. Like it was a, it was very giddy. It was very creatively fertile. There was a lot of love there. You know, but it was also like a guy's club. And mm -hmm. uh, but my friend was saying, you know, you should call him and kind of like saying, like, have that conversation. What like 20 years later of, you know, you like that was not cool. Like yeah. that was not cool to like fire me for breaking up with you and then write a sketch about it. Like that was not cool. Oh, what? girl. I <laughs> I'm sorry. I Oh girl. Well, because I, I broke I broke his heart and I started dating another guy instantly and he wrote a sketch about that guy. But it was the mm -hmm. kind of thing where you couldn't like really pinpoint it except it was completely obvious. Like if that you were in it. Right. If you were in it, you yeah. knew exactly what was what it was about. I yeah. Think. That's like this band <laughs> super chunk that I like. And the bass player and the lead singer were dating mm -hmm. and then they broke up and then he wrote an entire breakup album. <laughs> That she's still and she's still in the band, and so oh. she had to play. She and they still to this day play songs. She has to sit there and listen to him sing about her. Oh, that makes mine sound healthy in comparison. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
He's like, you act in this sketch like you still love me. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, you sound, I mean, some of this shit is like so nuts, meaning like fucked up. But you obviously, you know, you are on the other side of it all where you're like, you know what? It was wild, but it happened. Did you deal with like resentment sort of? Because I know for me, like, for instance, Andy and I have been together almost 11 years. Now, we met, thank you, blessings. But <laughs> I, we met at UCB, and I remember so distinctly being like, I cannot hook up with this guy unless I know I want to be in a relationship because I know I'm going to have to see him everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, if we Smart. break up. And I just, like, it was, like, very, like, I don't know, I don't know. I was, like, really nervous about it. I had hooked up with a couple stand-ups in my baby days. You did? Girl, please. <laughs> it was, and then... It was I know, jealous, I was like, jealousy I was like, for the joke. I know. But then, but I remember, like, again, this was, like, when I was starting out, so it wasn't as big of a deal, but there were certain open mics I stopped going to, right? Because I didn't want to see that dude. So then I knew, I was like, you cannot let that happen ever again. So no comedian. So I was like, maybe an improviser. But then <laughs> I was You're like, I don't give a shit if I don't do a Harold ever again. Exactly. I was like, I'll take the hit. But, you know, you were like, this was a, for you, it's like, that was a job. Like you were legit yeah. working. And also y'all were all still coming up together. So even if you weren't in a relationship, you were still seeing these people around at things. You know, yes. was it a process for you to kind of like shake it off, let go of resentment or- are you a person in general who can kind of like, like water off a duck's yeah. back? Um, yeah, I think it took a really long time. It, it was, did. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it was painful. I mean, I, I act like everything's, everything's cool. And then yeah. I did, I did that again with the guy, with the guy that I broke up with him for. I, I was also like shunned from that social scene because Ugh. I was, I, I had issues. I was very codependent. And then I like, we get that broke <laughs> off with him. Thank you. Broke up with him and like a, you know, burn it all down kind of a way. And then they're like, you can no longer come to this club. And then like, so oh. I didn't realize that until just now that it was kind of a repeat of the same scenario uh -huh. on my part. Well, and you're I, welcome. That's what we do here at Couples Therapy. Uh, we don't have degrees or skills, but well, we sometimes degrees, we can, we can, not, we not can in psychology. Not in psychology, but, you know, applicable. But, like, did you, but, like, is this something, like, did you, because I'm thinking this is back in the in the 90s, right? So this is, yeah. like, pre-therapy. Well, this is pre where people were just, like, <laughs> you go into therapy and, like, talk about stuff, right? Yeah, I feel like everyone talks about therapy now. But that's very new. The idea of like no, we had therapy, therapy in the nineties. Well, did no, you go know, to it? Like, did people go to it? No, I, I yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. I think it was more of a. Um, it wasn't normalized. <laughs> I actually did go to a, a therapist that a bunch of comedians went to, and it, it was fairly normalized in the way in the you know here in L.A., but certainly not when I was growing up. Yeah, definitely, it was not a thing. Yeah. It was probably just some far off thing that like rich people did, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, or mm -hmm. oh, like rich, lofty people. Like, <laughs> you, th you think you, oh, your thoughts and feelings are that important? Right. You're going to go pay to talk to somebody? Okay. <laughs> Fancy pants like yeah. that. I mean, you're from Detroit, right? Yeah. You're yeah. from the D? I had no idea. That's where my mother's from. Where'd you go to high school? I'm from south of Detroit, from Downriver. Oh, okay. Trent right, High School. Right. Okay, just checking because you know Cass is the one everyone goes to. 
Yes, I I went to art school in Detroit at Center for Creative Studies. I crossed paths with some cast theater people in my time, Mm -hmm. maybe when I was in high school or like 18 or something. But yeah, yeah, my school was right across from Wayne State. Okay, Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like if you're if you're outside, like I'm from Pennsylvania, you just like therapy is something that either someone is court mandated to go to (laughs) or it's like something you see in a Woody Allen film. Right. Yes, absolutely. It's it's not so that you're like, well, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pushing down all my emotions, but I'm fine. I'm dealing with it. That's exactly right. And I think I probably for as much as I try really hard to be self-aware i also was really not you know because i kind of did that whole thing again mm-hmm. in a different way uh, and uh i i recognize that person of like i'm fine i'm fine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so i think you know probably half of it i was able to see and then still working on it i don't know i'm gonna journal about it you guys you should see See if I'm over it. Yeah. Morning pages and just connect with yourself. <laughs> connect with yourself. Um, you mentioned that you have a child. And I'm always very fascinated by comedians who have managed to have children. Oh, that dog is huge. He's, a real, like a, a, a golden retriever. Yeah. But he's like 80 pounds. He's larger than you. Ugh. This breathing. <laughs> Earlier, he was next to me and he was doing this. <sighs> I was like, "Are you okay? Are you are you having a sob?" It sounded like he was. Now he's moping. He, he feels uh, the sadness of the universe. He, he, <laughs> he channels the sadness of the universe, and he uh, it, uh, through alchemy, through dog alchemy, mm-hmm. he makes it into sweet, sweet dog love, mm-hmm. a, a furry love. Through, through his breath work. Uh, yes. By the way, that's a good name for a Sundance film, The Sadness of the Universe. <laughs> oh, I oh. thought you were going to say Dog Alchemy. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Furry Breath Work. <laughs> we got three titles, guys. We got three Our titles. work is done for the day. We got three <laughs> titles. That's how we do. That's how we do. It just comes out. We grab it. Yeah. It's, called, it's called magic. Uh, yes. Uh, comic children. With a, with a child. Comic yeah. with a child. And just sort of, because obviously, like, you've been working this whole time, and, like, you know what I mean? You're in it. Like, were you someone who always wanted a, a kid and you sort of knew that? And if so, like, obviously, I know, like when it's first born and of course you got to do stuff and you got to be in the house and take care of it. But I mean, like, as your kid is older, like, you know, you, what? Like, I was like, I'm not. Yeah, like, your, your maternal instincts are, are on such display. Uh, you got to, like, put it in a room somewhere and do a thing. Well, you got to watch it when it's fresh from the oven. But, you know, as your child gets older and sort of like. They have more activities, right? Like as they get older, they're like things you have to take them to and they got to do and you got to make sure they know how to read and stuff. How did you <laughs> do your disgust? It's so powerful. No, I'm not disgusted. I'm confused because I don't understand how you can do both because I can barely do this business. Do you know what I mean? Like I can barely kind of pursue this work and have energy left over. To I wish I would have met you a long time ago. Then I, you, because what I hear, yeah, you are, you are being ridiculous. Your husband is right in his reaction <laughs> to your callousness. Um, you are being heartless. But no, what I really hear is that you think things through and you think of a few steps ahead and you're reasonable because you're, you know, in the way that you're in UCB and you're like, I, let me think, let me not get crazy and just 
go with my emotions or my hormones or think that I want something, you, you, you sound very realistic in your um, assessment of what you're doing. And thank you. Thank you. And um, yes, you, you're, you're right. It, it, it is a little bit nuts. But on the other hand, it's kind of like when I was pregnant, I was working on a television show back then when I was right, when I had a regular job. Um, and it was kind of amazing. It like was. being an actor on a show and not being in every scene. Oh, <laughs> right, right. are you kidding me? Like preg, they'd be like, cut, here's a chair, here's a glass of water. <laughs> oh, you can't be in that background shot because you're pregnant. Like they would have to shoot me from here up. It was a dream come true. And then I, I was very lucky that they just shifted stuff around because they could mm -hmm. for when I, for like a maternity leave. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was, it was very easy. And then when it started back up, there were only a few days that I had like the nanny at work, mm -hmm. but that, that was kind of dumb, you know, cause then, <laughs> cause then you're like, you have like a little tiny baby like that. I don't think, I mean, I wish there was like childcare at the workplace but not like right in your workspace. Like it would in have your to trailer, be... you mean? Yeah, because you, I'm on set and I'm still just like, oh my God, uh, right. I, I can't, I'm not going to turn off, but I, but I would if she, if she was at home with him. But the right. fact that they're there is like, I'm just only worried about that while I'm mm -hmm. at work. So. Right. Right, right, right. And no. I didn't, and it wasn't really necessary because there was only like a few times where, you know, I had that many hours. I was, I was very lucky in that way. Like it was a full-time job, but it, because I was in only a certain amount of things, I didn't have to work every day, all day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you mean like you were trying to be like in the scene and you were constantly, you're like, my like baby's you're, over like there. Half your, yeah. Like yes. half or more of your brain is like on your child. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Half or more easily. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, I to mean, be a parent. I, I can't, I know the, I know 5% of every other human being's experience from <laughs> my own limited, like from my care of my pets. I know like 5% of what it's like to be a parent. I right. just, that just, uh, the combo. I just want you guys to have a kid so bad, like hearing you say the 5%. What, <laughs> what are you getting from us that makes you think that a baby should happen? Yeah, no. The, Film genetic, the whole thing. The genetic line ends with us. That's true. I mean, even though sometimes, like, it's funny. I was talking to a friend yesterday where I was like, you know, if I, if I do end up feeling that urge, like, I'm, like, very down with adoption. Like, I feel like I'm like, I could do that. Like, that could be, that could be, like, you know, Oh, nice. you don't want to be pregnant and stuff? No, like, my interest in being pregnant is actually only in, I'm very curious to see, like, what my body can do, right? <laughs> like, in that way. But that doesn't mean I actually want to be pregnant. Like, Mary Lynn, honey, I need my Wellbutrin and my Lexapro. I can't be yeah. going off my stuff, okay? Yeah. I need to keep okay. on my things. And so I, but like, I would love like, I was like, because I said to him, this was like maybe two months ago. And this is, I think, quarantine gets For me. the listener, the him is me. Naomi touched my hand as she said that. <laughs> what other him in the conversation, girl? The li our listeners are geniuses. Our couples there. Our Fulbright <laughs> scholars. They can follow. But like two months ago, I was like, Andy, what do you think about adopting a two-year-old? And he literally was like reading something and he puts it down and he goes, what is this really about? <laughs> and, I was like, and I was like, 
I'm bored. It's quarantine. (laughs) I just suddenly was like, should I be a mother? And it was like, no, I need a hobby. Like I'm feeling like um, I want some big change. Mm. But is, is it in the form of being responsible for another human being? That's the part that scares me. I don't even like to pick dinner. Like, I don't like to pick yeah. restaurants for people. Yeah. So, human being. Also, like, come on. We're actors, comedians. We're a little self-centered. Just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely acclimated it. But even now, like, my son's 12. And the other night, like, he followed me into my bedroom and I just, it was like a buildup of like me going, you know, can you take out the trash? Can you do, I'm like, can you get the laundry? He gets it, but it's still wet from the dryer or whatever. And I'm like, go put this back in. And he's like, sorry. And he runs upstairs and then he follows me into my room and there's a bunch of laundry that I haven't folded. And I went, oh, I'm like, I can't. And he's like, bye, I'm going to bed. And I was just like, what? There's always more to do. Like I was having a moment. And he was like, I'm going to bed. See you later. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. See, I have that without children. I have that feeling. There's always more to do. There's always more to do. This impending. There's always more to do. The list. Yes. And that that gets, that is compounded. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But But then that, but then there's other things that you, that it's like this gift of where you're forced to let it go. On the other hand, where you're just like, oh, like I remember early on. It's very real where I'm like my brain and my body were just like, I got to go be doing some other stuff. And it just you and then you have there you're like, oh, I'm with my baby right now. Like it's not an automatic. You kind of have to just go, I guess I'm just going to sit in the sun in this sand. With these other people's toddlers, like it just you, you have to like let yourself go through the process of letting go of of things that you it's like oh there's nothing more important that i have to do right now and like i'm fine who else do i want to talk to where else do i want to go what am i actually worried about and so there's like a really nice you know gifts in that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do you find that's also just like a getting older thing like i find that the yeah maybe the older i get the there's like the stupid things i obsessed over Oh my God. Totally. Uh, I'm just like, well, oh, oh, that happens with a kid. 1000%. You're like, Oh, <laughs> I was worried about that. Like my career. Now I have like a human, like that's so yeah. silly. <laughs> did you, did you, so what, do you mind if I ask like, what was the, because it's such a foreign idea to us, what, what like going into like, what was the decision like to be like, I want to have a child. Like, was it just a feeling inside you? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, some people just have it. Like, some people are like, yeah, I want to be a mom. Like, I just know that. Or, like, I want to be a dad. I know that. Like, and it's I'm the same like, thing like right. faith for me. I don't understand faith because I don't have any <laughs> I don't. I don't have any religious feeling inside. So, so, really, what we need is your help, okay? We bring you on the podcast yeah, to really help so get you, us yes, right. You explain what this feeling is to us, and then we help you date. That's the – it's a quid pro quo. This was well, not my a- recipe is to just throw yourself into things, follow your emotionals and your hormones and just do things that you shouldn't uh, do. And then once you're in that quandary, you just got to figure it out. What I'm saying is I got pregnant by accident. Okay. Oh, is, that, oh, okay. is that what you want? No, you no, didn't tell didn't. me. You, no, didn't. You, you know I didn't have to hear it, but I was just curious. Oh. It's – you guys are the best. You're like, well, okay. You didn't, have, like, you didn't have to. Well, I didn't know because I saw I saw your son just for like half a second, his little eyeball. 
I think at one point, and I was like, oh my God, is he in the room? Is this gonna, are we, are we, is he discovering no, something? He'll be here at one thirty. he can, t- but it's weird <laughs> because I talk about it in my stand up. I talk about it in my writing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm just gonna have to be like, look, you know, my life revolves around you. I love right, you more than exactly. You, but this is what this is what your mom does. She talks about her personal stuff and yeah, it yeah. heightens it. And uh, <laughs> right. So, but uh, sorry. So, when you say follow your emotions, so, that, so you always really had a kind of like high emotional IQ. Then I don't know if I would say that. I would think I. Well, you knew what you like. You had your feelings. You knew like they were strong, and they like led you. Well, yeah, that's not necessarily a high IQ. Well, I, I just <laughs> meant like as opposed to like the when I was talking about it, like you know uh, the non-therapy other parts of the country. Oh, okay. Where it's like you push it down until like you just scream at you know. No, you're right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that, and I'm gonna take ownership of it. I see what you're saying, and I'm gonna say that is a very positive quality that I have. Is that, and that's kind of how I got into comedy too, because I didn't want to get a regular job. I didn't have any reason to think that I could do otherwise, and I just kind of followed my instincts and moved. And I was like, I like performing. Like, this makes no sense, but this is what I want to do. And, you know, having a kid was kind of like that, too. I don't think I um, thought a few steps ahead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't – it didn't really – it doesn't really make sense with the lifestyle, but I was very um, lucky in the – and same with my career. You know, there's part of it that was very organic, that things mm-hmm. kind of worked out yeah. the way that they did. Well, you like that to me is like it's a very um optimistic outlook. Like you kind of like what do they say? You know, it's like leap and the net will appear. It's like you just did these things and like your kid's alive. You guys like each other. You did good, right? Yeah. Like you know, yes. it's, it's like it happens. Like like you're working. You did good. Like we did. You know, that's like huge because I know, um, I wanted to be a comedian and actor for so long and I was so, I just didn't know how you did it. I didn't know people, you know, who did it for a living and I just didn't think it was possible for me. And then like, I also grew up, like I always had day jobs. And so it never, I was like, I'm not going to, you know, leave a job where I have income and health insurance for maybe a dream. Like I just didn't think it would happen. Right. And then where did you grow up? Are you from New York? Oh, you're from New York. York. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And like, and so I grew up like, you know, going to theater and like my mom was, you know, very um, into all that kind of stuff. Would you see cats? You know, we saw cats. Starlight Express. What'd you see? Trying to think of the a worst show. I know. Uh, the Grinch musical. Is that a the thing? Grinch. <laughs> it is definitely a thing. Um, but I remember she said to me, like, there was one time where like I wasn't working. Like I didn't have a day job and, and I was like doing mics at night or doing whatever. And my mom just said to me dead serious. She was like, Naomi, I did not work this hard and send you to (gasps) those schools for this to be your life. And it was like, well, all right, fair enough. She's Uh, like two drink tickets, two drink tickets. (laughs) (laughs) Like it was real. And so I was like, Okay. Okay. There's like no way to kind of, there was, it never felt like I could kind of just be in between and find out and just see where it goes. You know, it had to always be so like planned. So how'd you do it? 
So I got laid off in 2013, right? I was What like, was your day crazy. job, if you don't mind me I, asking? I was an editor at an art magazine. Oh. Um, and the magazine folded, you know, because print is dead. And then that was, so like, it's like, if I had not gotten laid off, I wouldn't, I don't think I, I don't know what I would have done. I would have stayed there for as long as they would have had me and then like snuck out to auditions, you know? Yeah. Um, I think 2008 like really changed a lot of people's trajectories. But that was you, right? Like you left grad school. Right. But I'm saying that for you, like if two, if like everything hadn't cratered in 2008, your magazine probably wouldn't have folded. Oh, I see. But that was like five years later. I guess I didn't put those two together. Probably. Yeah. But you like you kind of were hopeful though too. Andy was a very like I'm gonna leave grad school, I'm gonna go to New York. I love comedy, and that's what happened. Yeah, but like I mean I it, but I took a series of like I don't know about you, Marilyn, but like I took a series of like I did everything I could to not do that first. Mm. Like, did you come straight out here after college? No, I, I. Uh... Was following, it's what I was saying a few minutes ago, of following any instinct, but not, what am I trying to say? I had a friend who went to the, to San Francisco for a semester and I was like, I got to get out of here. But I didn't have any, in my conscious mind, I wasn't, I never once thought I, I'm, I can go into acting or comedy. Mm -hmm. I just felt like I was dying inside and I had to do something. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I followed whatever thing was in front of me and, and tried to follow, like there was a part of me that was leaping without a net, but I also was like petrified because it went against everything I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And I, and I felt like I didn't have the right or the business to be yeah. doing that, but I kind of just did it anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I, I, I feel you. I, I think we're resonating kind of on the same wavelength because of that like I think I was more running from that dying inside feeling <laughs> than I was positively moving towards because I had no idea. I just like moved to New York. I don't know. What do you do? Like, I didn't know what you did next. I just did it and then hope to like, yeah, f figure out some kind of like I just knew that's where you did comedy. Right. Right. But, like, it was more of this feeling of just, of, like, utter uh, desolation. <laughs> utter desolation. The sad, you know, the sadness of the universe was inside. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was, like, running from that feeling of, of desolation, if that makes sense. Running from it to do comedy? Yeah, like, it's what I wanted to do, but I couldn't positively f go forward to that, right? I was instead running from that feeling, from that feeling of awfulness inside. <laughs> You have to run towards, from the awfulness inside. Right. I couldn't just like from a happy place be like, you know what? I'm going to uh, go to New York. Yes. I had to, I had to, <laughs> I had to be like, ah, there's like a, a specter chasing <laughs> me. You know, yes. that's like Mary Lynn when a specter's chasing you. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> My, mine was a guitar from the Hard Rock Cafe was chasing me. Wait, what do you mean? What? <laughs> go on. I, I well, I just worked at the Hard Rock Cafe in Los Angeles, uh -huh. and Ooh. I was doing open mics and had no car and was making minimum wage job. But that was my uh, the horrible thing that was happening to me it was my day job that was chasing me into comedy. Uh -huh. Yeah, is where my mind went with that. Yeah, <laughs> but did you like? Did you actually? Because I've done that before. Did you actually like psychically concentrate it? Like, 
something like John Bon Jovi's guitar or something like that. <laughs> like you've psychically like that is the symbol now. Of the, of, of Leave me thing. alone. <laughs> Stop chasing me. Slash Don't guitar. sing Strawberry Fields Forever. <laughs> It's oh, not your song. <laughs> uh, why don't I take a quick break and then come back in? Now, I feel like that, like, we've uh, hit some kind of emotional bedrock with all of us. We've really, the three of us really came to Jesus. Why don't we take a break and we answer did. some advice questions? Okay. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, y'all, wanted to pop in real quick and let you know that if you like what you hear and you want to support the show, there are a couple different ways. Most of our support comes from our wonderful Patreon community. For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes of just us mostly spilling the tea mm-hmm. and occasionally searching for crazy bread in Los Angeles, plus lots of other bonus content. We love our page pals, and we couldn't do this without you. And if you want to join, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. We also have merch, which includes Gotta Miss a Bitch and Jubu t-shirts, yeah. which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter or Insta bios. And for absolutely zero dollars, you can rate and review the show on Apple. Five stars, please. It'll only take 10 seconds and it helps us tremendously. Okay, that's it. We love you deeply. Now back to the show. And we're back, Mary Lynn Henney. Why we ask you those questions is because we're about to give advice and the listener needs to know where you're coming from. They need to know what you're about when you give your two cents. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to start off here with a beautiful voicemail. And as I always say, you guys, voicemails are my favorite. It lets me hear your voice. It lets me hear that crack in the throat. It lets me know how bad you are doing. Okay. Now, as always, you can call us at 323-524-7839. Hi, Andy and Naomi. I just had a quick question. Why would I be calling? Uh, I was wondering how appropriate it is to slide into someone's DMs, Um, especially someone who has a verified account. Like, there's a couple people on Instagram that I follow with 
20 to 40 K followers. So not a small amount, but I'm not talking about like someone with millions of followers. Uh, if I like them, should I slide into their DMs? They probably won't even see it, right? So do you know, do you have any friends or maybe even the guests? Do you have experience with a fan sliding in your DMs and how did that go? I feel like it's not going to go well. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Okay. Okay. okay, so... <laughs> okay, wait, wait. Here's my first thing, though. You want to slide into the DMs to do what? You see what I'm saying? Is it just like a letter of, hi, I'm a fan, you're wonderful? Mm. Or is it like, you're beautiful, can we go on a date? You yeah. see what I'm saying? Or here's a picture of my butthole. Or here's a picture of my butthole. Like, what are you trying to do? Uh, uh, side note, I, I've just identified your forward-moving mechanism. Because I was caught up in how she talked, how she expressed herself. I, I'm, it's blowing my mind. And what <laughs> you did is you took the kernel and you said, let's be productive with it. What are you, where are you trying to go? You, which was like so brilliant. That's like such a good therapist thing to do because where I went was like, I'm sliding into how you're acting about this whole thing. That's where I'm sliding into. Like her attitude, I'm like dying. Like what did you just, feel? Just what did you the feel? way she talked was like, she's not deserving of it, but yet mm. she feels huh. like she should be allowed to. And why shouldn't she connect with this person? But her whole vibe was like, I know I shouldn't do this. And like, what? Um, am I allowed to? I mean, they're not that famous. So there's, <laughs> it was like such a ball of like self-judgment and like, is she good enough? Like, she doesn't feel like she's good enough. Oh. That's but true. I'm like, I feel like I'm swimming in the soup of her behavior. And I love that you took it to, okay, you know what? I'm not going to get caught up in your drama of like, <laughs> they only have 40. It's like, what are you talking exactly. about? This is a person that you think you're going to connect with. Yeah. But you're worried that you don't have enough followers or that you're not deserving. And you just went right to, well, what are you what are you trying to say that you're a fan of them, that you're in love with them, which I think is like such, such, so smart and so prudent. And like, think about what you want from them and what you want to say above like what, all this worry and right. like self torture and like, you're not good enough. Like that's your stuff. Work on that on your own time. If you really want to reach out to somebody, I love that response. It's like, w for what, what are you no. going to say? Hmm, Am I yeah. good enough for you? <laughs> Are you going to point out how many followers they have? Do you think that's that's what they want to talk about? Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I picked this one because both of you are uh, well-known people. We're blue-checked is what you're saying? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Jesus. God, I hate this industry. So, but, <laughs> I thought, but I one thing is also, I mean, seeing this from Naomi's side is that you get so many messages. It is... So you can't comb through them all. Sometimes you can, you like True. grab one or two and you like respond to like my whole thing. Obviously I don't have like a, a, a ton of followers on social media, but I have enough that I, I get messages from people. I always want to make the, my whole thing is like, I know that when I was on the other side of that and I would write uh, and I would like uh, reply to Scott Ackerman's <laughs> um, tweet. I would, I, uh, 
uh, if he would ignore it, it would make me feel <laughs> embarrassed. Like, yeah, dumb. Yeah. Like, why did I do that? Why did I think that like this person would respond to it or something like that? And so I like knowing that behavior. I, I'm like, oh, I just want to like, just like, like it. So they know that I know that they exist. Yes. And so I know that like acknowledge they're reaching out, but like, that's me at, at the uh, modest number of followers I have. I, seeing through Naomi and I, I don't know about you Marilyn but I assume that like you get so many that it's difficult to like respond well you that's a very real point that you make and like Twitter is like a very special place for that <laughs> to happen because I do have people that have followed me for years that I I don't even consciously make a note of their name. I just know how it looks and feels and I know what they say. And I know I have a group of people on Twitter that just over the years have like caught my attention and I feel like, oh, it's, you know, right. Cornucopia 892 right, right, right. going to send me a funny meme or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, man, that that's a real. <laughs> that's a real thing because you because you wanted scott ackerman to be your friend <laughs> and you wanted scott ackerman to say you're funny andy oh. you're f you said the funniest thing mary you're being god. too real god that is like that is really like you it's like in indiana jones the temple of doom you reached out and you grabbed my heart and pulled it out of my body that's what we want though right Right. right it's true it's oh exactly what we want it's very hard i know oh, your heart's painful. there it's that here was... it's here it's okay it's <laughs> but, real what a but that's a good thing no 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 you're you were great that was not a but it's just like oh wow yes that is that like the truth of that was so like plain yeah. it was revealing and then the truth was practically revealing. it's like how do you get to be noticed in the in one of the comments Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Just slowly make funny comments and hope that Scott Ackerman <laughs> sees no. them over time. One every six years. But like, so we should tell I her to just send a full frontal nude shot. <laughs> just go for it right out of the gate. Go and... for it, whoever it is. If this is to Martha Stewart, just show her. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, no. like, but like, I, I guess I, I brought that up just as a practicality type of thing. That it's, I think, it, it is difficult if you're go if you are going to slide to someone's DMs. They may For just sure. never see it. Well, that's sure. a fact because there's also like there is a whole thing of like there's like what is it like message requests like there's like the primary the general and then the message request and it's just like a number of messages and like I've gone through like because like I do a lot of stories on Instagram that's like the thing that I really enjoy but people really do respond to them and they will fully get into and be like here is my suggestion here is my life here is what's up and. It's, I feel that same way. It's like, I don't want to ignore somebody. I think there's also something about the pandemic of it all that I especially am sensitive to that because I'm like, we're all at home alone and kind of bored. So, you know, I try to like, like, but I cannot physically like write every person a unique direct message Yeah. that, you know, says, but I, but I lately, you know, I'm like, I can double tap. I can do like a laugh. There are like a handful of people that the same way you say, like where I'm like, oh, that person like cracks me up. And so like, I will legit like yeah. a message where I'm like, oh, like just certain people where I'm like, I feel like I know you. Like you just remind me of someone I know where, but, but then I have people too, who like send me a lot of um, videos, memes, like whatever. And those are, I find difficult. Cause it's like, basically what you've done is you've sent me something else to watch. 
Yeah. And I don't want any more things I need to be caught up on. I cannot catch up. Has anyone... (laughs) That's a rough one. That's a good uh, line right there. Don't send me something to watch. Yeah. Yeah. In the last two years, has anyone piqued your romantic interest (laughs) through a direct message? (laughs) The look... The look on her face, you guys. on your face is one of... uh, It's just like... Uh, disgust, Ter- terror, a little terror. bit of terror, yeah, disgust a and fear, like a like a stew of disgust and fear. Absolutely. I mean, not. there's been some cute convos, but I don't I don't know how to do that. Yeah. I'm from another time, <laughs> but I guess that's the way it's gonna go. So someone has, but someone has been able to. Well, someone's tried. It's to. been like friend of a friend. Yeah, not a we're totally. having we're having like a little extra combo, mm-hmm. but nothing. Yeah. No, nothing. Right. Big. Yeah. Stated. Acted on. I mean, I think, look, and that's why I'm saying, like, what you want to say. Like, I think the person may never see it. But if you are compelled to say, like, your work means so much to me or I like you so much, if the actual act of sharing that will make you feel good, then go for it. Yeah. But if what you're looking for is, like, a connect, like, let's start a dialogue that is just may not happen because it's like it's, it's also just about like you know almost like um emotional bandwidth i can't be friends with everybody like none of us can not me like i'm so special but it's like we can't be friends with everybody like you can't remember everybody's details you know like there are people where it's like what it's like literally you know i've got 49 sarah's in my dms i can't keep these i can't tell these white women apart <laughs> and i'm like loving you bless grateful for you but i cannot keep all the information in my head yeah it's a lot so that's how so I feel about that. So shoot your shot, but only if it's for your own right. emotional fulfillment. Exactly. Is that what we're saying? That's what we're saying. All right. That's what we're saying. Why don't we do one And don't more. be afraid of a full frontal nude. <laughs> if you feel free. See, this is why we got to get you back on them apps. Okay? You're ready. You are bold. <laughs> if you feel free, I don't want to I don't want a full You're ready. frontal naked thing in my own house. <laughs> Copy that. <laughs> okay this is the right. next this is, one again I, these I, I i picked these ahead of time but like somehow i don't know uh they feel right for our they guests. always feel right so okay oh hey andy and naomi um huge fan here uh, i've actually left a, a message previously that you uh you and uh, a guest from um a, well one of your guests helped me out with and i really appreciate that I have another question for you, and it's not a uh, relationship question, so I'm glad you are accepting any questions. So here's the deal. Um, so growing up, I was always very uh, uh, musical. I wanted, you know, acting, music, all of that really um, uh, really called out to me. Uh, but I also grew up uh, in the project, so what also called out to me was making money and getting out of the projects, which I did, uh, my mother and I. Um, but since then... I've been working in the corporate world um, and hating it, and um, uh, for years now, people have given me compliments on my voice um, and mentioned that I should go into voiceover. Uh, well, I seen in the beginning, it was more so you should probably do uh, phone sex, <laughs> um, uh, but as I got older, <laughs> you know, that was like in my 20s or whatever, uh, as I got older, you know, the compliments I got were just, you know, oh, you should get into voiceover. <laughs> So, um, recently I was let go from my job after several years, a, a very long time, and um, now I'm taking the opportunity to pursue my voiceover interests, um, as well as I probably will get another corporate job just to um, 
you know, keep constant money coming in until the voiceover becomes permanent or, like, full-time. But my question to you, because uh, I only, I believe you, um, you worked a nine-to-five before you um, gave it up and, and went fully into um, writing and comedy. Um, how do you – I'm really nervous about transitioning from a career where every two weeks, you know, I got a check and I knew what it was and, you know, to one where – I know that um, it may not be constant checks coming in. How do you? How does one transition into that? I mean, I'm, I'm working on my budgeting. Um, I think being let go from my job and working on, you know, I've, I've, I've enrolled in that online acting class. Um, I'm actually doing some voiceover with my brother's company. Um, I'm just now trying to get to the used to the ideal of, of not having a constant paycheck coming in and having to work with money that I may get paid from the different projects I do. But any advice you have there for someone that's, again, going from a, a normal, uh, regular, no, not normal, but a, a nine-to-five to, to um, something that really kind of feeds their soul, something that's more creative. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's it. So any advice you both can give would be great. Thank you. So. Wow, we didn't even know we were going to talk about this, Sandy. Marilyn, what was your what was your experience going from the Hard Rock Cafe to <laughs> working professionally? The plain and simple answer is you don't make that transition until it makes it for you, until mm. you literally have more than you need in the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people go back and forth, but, but he's saying all the right thing. And I think part of what he's saying, he didn't come out and say it is maybe emotionally, Mm -hmm. but all the things he's saying is like, yeah, you might have to have a job to bring the money in and you will still be, it sounds like you're doing all the taking steps to do all the things that you want to do but you don't transition really you know until you're like oh okay i'm doing this other thing full time and it's paying my bills yep and then that's how you know that you can transition and then even when you do you're not going to have enough and it's going to happen again you know right every few years for me i mean there was like that sweet spot where i was making money but he sounds like more reasonable than I was. I, you know, I, I, I again was like, woo, probably didn't plan properly or thought things would be a certain way from then on. But, you know, there's always times where I'm like, why, why am I at this point in my life and I still don't have any security, you know? Mm-hmm. So that is very, that is very real. And it's yeah. not, no matter what stage you're at, you know, we could hear a little bit about him, but that's going to depend on what you, what you need to be, you know, like, right. do you want to feed your soul, but like live in a studio apartment and not the best part of town? Right. Like what it's, right. what kind of balance do you want to have for yourself? Yeah, definitely. I think it's also like, as you said, like what you're saying too, is like, how do you make this transition emotionally? Like, first of all, just like, I hope you can save, save, save. You know, as you said, you look for another corporate job. The other thing is not just what that job pays you, but also does that job give you the flexibility to pursue your hustle? Because one of the things is too, is like, 
part of how you think about your day job. Think to yourself, this is the job that pays for me to pursue my hustle. It is what's going to help me like make a voiceover demo or if you have to do that. Mm-hmm. It's going to help me pay for these like online classes. Mm-hmm. So if you can see it like that, you know, you don't want a day job that's like they call you up at night, they get mad and they like, you know, monitor your internet. Like you need some shit that's going to let you do that. Yes. That is like, I think the key, like part of why, again, part of why I say to that magazine, like when I got my own office with a door, honey, all bets were off. I was doing me. And it was, Wait, you had your own office? Yeah, I got my own office at the end. I don't think end. I ever visited no. when you were. It was like, right, I was so mad too, because I was like, God, I had this, like, it was like the last year I had like an office with a door and wow. it was good. And it's like, you know, it was also a job too. I remember like our boss he would leave work early all the time. He would leave work at like 2 p.m. every day to go pick up his granddaughter. And like, so I was like, oh yeah, a job where I literally only have to like look busy until two. <laughs> like, so, you know, that was stuff I, that's what I knew about that space, knowing I wanted to do other things. And so it's like, that I think is the other part too, because I think sometimes when you have a job where you're like, well, I'm not pursuing it. I'm just sitting at this desk all day. Right. You got to be that's- able to do your thing. I think. So find a job that you can waste time at. Is what yes! You well, I think also like going to Maryland's, the, the, the emotional part of it, you also have to like emotionally prepare yourself for what it is, which is a lot of uncertainty. Like living, I was always a person who like was terrified of living in the gray areas. And yeah. I think this is all yep. gray area. You just don't know yes. where your next job is coming from necessarily. You don't know. It takes a while to like get into it. You have to meet people. The other thing is it's not a meritocracy. Right. <laughs> it happens It happens to scoop up very talented people, but also happens to scoop up very untalented people. Or if you're the child of a, a famous director, right. you get to do whatever you want, uh, despite critics. Despite We're talking <laughs> about Malcolm and Marie. We'll deal with that later. <laughs> oh. Malcolm and Marie. <laughs> but, um... Interesting. Because I couldn't tell, because I've just seen like the, the barest amount of mention, and I couldn't tell between, at this point, because I haven't looked into it, the hype versus like, is this really? Okay, I see. When did, did you watch it last night? So um, my longtime friend is, is um, a film critic, and she is repeatedly dragged in the motion picture uh, because um, basically she had she had panned his like previous film Sam Levinson Sam Levinson the the director and he was a he obviously hadn't let it go and so he like spent a lot of time talking about criticism who's who's Malcolm okay oh John David Washington he uses John David Washington as a mouthpiece to criticize our friend (laughs) and it's like repeatedly you know um, but but anyway sorry that's why (laughs) but that's what made us like but that's also but like that resentment you have to like deal with the resentment of other people who are going who will just get something because they are the child of or just like a famous person out and about like i think that's the other thing too the thing i realized right i realized it's just as important to hone your craft as it is to be social and so i think one of the things for instance with stand up you kill two birds with one stone the nature of stand up is that you're out and talking to people and seeing them you know with something like voiceover it can be a little bit trickier because really the work is in people Thinking of you when the time arises. Yes, yes. That's it. Yes. And yes. the only way you do that is by being out there. Yeah. You know, and obviously we're no one's out there specifically, which is why your girl now tells stories on Instagram. Because yeah. it's like, what are you doing to kind of be active and you know, kind yeah. of in pursuit? Because that because that really is the work. It's like half the time it's like, you know, 
somebody asked me what they should do. You know, it's like a baby comic. And I, of course I was like, keep doing comedy. But then I thought, but then I said to her, I go, you know what? If you find you have any like extra money to spare, get your ass a publicist. Cause there are too many people I know who are like two, three years into comedy with a publicist who just blow up because that person has put their face everywhere. everywhere. Like they're in the times they're in New York mag. And then you look at this person, you're like, wow, they're like the shit. And yeah. you know, it's like all part of it. And I said that to her. Oh, is that what that is? That's the public. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, no. Some, some... I, it it is outright. <laughs> There's no alchemy. There is no alchemy. There's to no it. dog alchemy to it. <laughs> it's just what's happening. And there's yeah. some people where I'm like, you're like two years in the stand-up. How? So, did... but the emo- So I think the emotional, like the ups and downs, the gray areas, uh, are really. If you don't come from this world. Right. I think it's difficult. Like, did you have a difficult time dealing with that, Marilyn? I just, there was no other way for me, which Mm -hmm. is kind of why I went to art school because I didn't want to get a job and I didn't want to go to school. So I went to art school. (laughs) Yeah. So I benefited from the structure. I benefited from the classes, but I, from the, from the get, Mm -hmm. I remember, I don't know why I have this memory. It's, very silly but i used to work at seattle's best coffee back when that was a place Mm -hmm. and the way i still do this the way i loaded the dishwasher i was like like my mind i was like i can't (laughs) be bothered to like focus on this for one second and i just remember the boss the look on her face just seeing how i did that was like like what is wrong with you? And I was, and then, and then I was like irate of like, why are you even looking at how I do this? Right, like, it's a why waste of time. And I have other things to do. And she was just like, what kind of maniac? Like what <laughs> type of person? Again, a little silly thing, but that's you know, I was like, oh, I don't. Yeah, I, I could not be bothered to learn the cash register. I was just like, I can't. <laughs> like I go, like, like self-destructing i tried to do a job like at answering phones and my friend's dad was a, a lawyer and i i same i was like i cannot answer phones like <laughs> can't sit here can't like can't bored don't want to focus don't care yeah cannot. either bored or can't do simple things or both <laughs> yeah yeah no, no i get that it's i, I think I've, I've heard this advice a lot but i think it rings true if you are comp- if you can't do anything else, right? If this is something right. that is like so, it's su- uh, such a uh, north star. I, I hate that. Yeah, it's just like such a pull. It's, it's like such a pull. A pull. If it pulls you, you yeah. so much, you're compelled. Then that pursue it full time. If right. not, it's a fun. If hobby. you have to carry frankincense and myrrh to the baby Jesus, that is comedy. Yes, yes. Over in this case, you must do you it. Um, yeah. I, yeah, it's also like, again, like you sound like somebody like you seem reasonable and like you say, it's like you and your mom got out the projects, like you've been working, you know, like what has to be done, you know, which means, yeah, it sounds like he's, your rent, you it know? sounds like he kind of is already doing all the right things, right? Didn't it? Yeah. So I'm like, just, you know, as you said, you're going to budget, it's like manage your money. And then like, again, think of your day job as funding the dream so you can take the classes and meet the people and i think those are your next steps take from the classes and meeting the people honey yep you know and then always you could always do phone sex who are these friends who told you to do phone sex okay maybe these they are... just wanted him to yeah talk i to thought them. he should still do i thought you should still look at that as an option like when he, he he was like oh but i'm getting older or something like i was like still do it i was like honey the voice is buttery 
Yeah. It <laughs> made my spine tingle. <laughs> it made your spine tingle? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Mary Lim, thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks thank for you having so me. much for being here. Thank you for bearing with our tardiness and being a true angel. Yeah. A true angel among us. We've wanted to talk to you for so long. Yeah. You're a kind I'm person. I'm so happy. I'm going to miss person. you guys when we hang up. Don't so worry. We're, well, now we got your number. So we're going to text. We're going to okay. talk. I'm going to say you screen grade. You got to tell me your type. I need to know, like, what you're in. Okay. So. Oh, shit. We're back in. <laughs> What's your type before we go? Give me a No, I can't. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Oh, no. Okay, offline. Offline. I'm I dying. I need to know. We shouldn't tell them because they'll slide into your DMs. They're yeah. going to slide into your DMs. Lots of tell. muscles. <laughs> yeah, she likes lots of muscles. And we'll build a type for you. Not a lot of thoughts in his head. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a Venice Beach volleyball dude. But who laughs Thank at every you. one of her jokes. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you want to go slam some beers and spike some balls? That's it. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Bless your heart. Okay, you guys, I hope you had as much fun as we did. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com.